Hey, what's up, Passionate DJs? David here, and I just wanted to start this episode out with a quick message and remind you all that we rely on your support to keep producing this free show. In order to pay for the cost of operation and to compensate us as a team for our time, we're trying to gain support from our most hardcore fans. If that describes you, you can sign up to become a supporter by visiting patreon.com slash passionate DJ. I'll include a link in the show notes for today's episode. Now, Patreon is a cool service which allows you to support the content creators that you love and receive rewards depending on your level of support. So you can select any monthly pledge that you want, whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars, and it helps support your favorite podcast. Now, in order to thank those hardcore fans, we offer a monthly bonus show called After Party. Now, every month we put together a special episode for supporters of a certain level, which at the time of this recording is five dollars. So that means for that less than the price of a three-track EP on Beatport, you can get access to over an hour of bonus content from the Passionate DJ Podcast. Now, we never want to guilt anyone into supporting us who cannot afford it. If it'll put you out in any way to become a patron, please do not do so and continue to enjoy our free podcast. But many of us regularly pay 3 to $5 for a cup of coffee multiple times a week. If you're in a position to pledge support at any level, we would greatly appreciate your kindness and do our best to offer bigger and better rewards to our listeners. While we're actively seeking sponsors for the show, the reality is that we'll never be able to grow on sponsorships alone. And since we're very picky about who we promote, for example, we'll only promote products that we believe in, are well-supported, and are ethically sound, our options for teaming up with sponsors are limited. Now, as it stands now, we've been unsuccessful in reaching our goal of 30 patrons. We only have a month or two left before we'll reevaluate whether we're in a position to offer Patreon rewards at all. So, if you want to help After Party and free weekly episodes of the Passionate DJ Podcast to survive, we would love to have your support. Alright, enough yammering. On with the show. Everybody and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael. How are you guys doing? I'm having myself a pretty interesting week. I spent the week with my family at Norris Lake in Tennessee, and uh, that's where I am recording this episode right now. I am uh, found myself a bedroom to go and hide from the uh, hustle and bustle of everybody hanging out and put this show together for you. I have a kind of a fun thing that I'm calling a very scratchy 80s. Uh, this was an idea that I came up with when I was laying in bed the other night, and I thought it would be kind of cool to explore the scratching sounds from DJs uh, that were happening happening in the decade of the 80s, but uh, that were, you know, that came out on released tracks. So, uh, you know, actual records that were put out. Uh, so that we could kind of hear a a uh, historic sampling of early scratching. And so what I did, uh, you know, this is not a top list or anything like that. It's more of a uh, just a compilation that I put together. I picked one track 
from every year of the decade starting in 1981. So obviously there are a lot of tracks that I could have included uh, that would have been amazing picks, but you know I, I could have probably put 20 tracks in here from 1986. Uh, so I just decided to pick one from each year. And uh, that way we could not only get a good sampling of what some of the early scratching sounds of produced records you know, sounded like back then, but to almost hear it in a sort of timeline progression. Like I said, I'm hanging out here in Tennessee and um, having sort of a, a good time mixed with a rough time. My family's currently out on the boat by themselves because I managed to get a little too silly on the jet ski yesterday. And... <laughs> ended up uh, hurting my back, which is not uncommon for me, but uh, I feel like at the age of 35, I have a uh, 65-year-old man's back, and I go out and act like I'm a 20-year-old on the jet ski, and that's just not a good combination, so I decided to take it easy today, and I was sitting here reading this pretty interesting article that was on uh, Rolling Stone, they compiled a list of the 100 greatest songs of the century so far. So on RollingStone.com, they said, to compile our list, the 100 greatest songs of the century so far, we reached out to a large group of artists, producers, critics, and industry experts who sent us ranked lists of their favorite songs. We tabulated the votes, and our own editorial list might have looked a little different, but the result is an excellent reflection of an incredible period in music history. Now, I'll put a link to the full article in the show notes for this episode, which you can get to at passionatedj.com slash 151. Spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you what the top couple of tracks are, so if you would rather see that in the full list, this would be a good time to hit that plus 15 seconds button on your podcast player to skip past. So I'll give you a second to find that. Go to your app. There should be a little plus 15 seconds button. And skip past this part right here because the top three tracks were Seven Nation Army by The White Stripes, Paper Planes by M.I.A., and Crazy in Love by Beyonce and Jay-Z. Rounding out the bottom at number 100 was Gasolina by Daddy Yankee. All right, on to our main topic. I'm going to start in 1981 for a very scratchy 80s, and we're going to start with The Adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel. You say one for the trouble, two for the time. Come on, girls, let's rock that. Five, five, baby, tell me everybody's side. DJ spinning, I said, my, my. Flash is back, flash is back, flash is back. Flash is cool, Francois, c'est pas, flash ain't no two. You say one for the trouble, two for the time. Come on, girls, let's rock that. comes from Wikipedia. The Adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel is a single released by Grandmaster Flash in 1981. 
It's a live DJ mix recording of Flash scratching and mixing records from various groups using three turntables. This single was highly influential on many DJs and an early example of what would eventually be termed turntablism. Along with spoken word vocals from a 1966 album titled The Official Adventures of Flash Gordon, some of the primary records utilized to create the mix included Chic, Good Times, Blondie, Rapture, Queen's Another One Bites the Dust, Sugar Hill Gang's Eighth Wonder, The Furious Five's Birthday Party, Spoonie G's Monster Jam, Michael Viner's incredible bongo band, Apache, of course, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five's own Freedom, Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight, and The Heller's Life Story. Grandmaster Flash was also known as Joseph Sadler. Now, as of this recording, he's 60 years old, and he's considered to be one of the pioneers of turntablism. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007. They were the first hip-hop act to do that. Now, moving on to 1982, this is Malcolm McLaren with Buffalo Gals. Three buffalo girls go around the outside. 
also from Wikipedia. Malcolm Robert Andrew McLaren was an English impresario, visual artist, performer, musician, clothes designer, and boutique owner, notable for combining these activities in an inventive and provocative way. He's best known as a promoter and manager of bands such as the New York Dolls and the Sex Pistols. Buffalo Gals ended up becoming a top 10 hit in the UK and a minor hit in some major cities in the US. Now, moving on to My Year of Birth, 1983. This is an obvious addition. We couldn't have done this show without mentioning Herbie Hancock and Rocket. from an article on medium.com the dj on rocket dst who was only 21 at the time was asked to join herbie's band with which he toured for the next three years he says it was a bridge between young and old it showed that new technology and new ideas can coexist with the old when asked how rocket changed his life d says well i'm in the rock walk of fame and there's a whole bunch of people who will never do that shit rocket was a path to that Medium.com says, In a music industry perpetually obsessed with the bottom line, Rocket represents the rare intersection of art and commerce. 
It established that urban culture could be national. All right, on to 1984. DJ Chuck Chill Out. This is Hip Hop on Wax, Volume 1. says Charles Turner, better known as DJ Chuck Chillout, is an American hip-hop DJ and producer on New York City's 98.7 KISS FM radio station. He began his career on KISS FM in 1982. He was one of the first hip-hop artists to become established, which also includes Run DMC, LL Cool J, salt and Peppa, and Slick Rick. Hip-hop was fun and energetic during this time. Hip-hop was just growing, so there was a lot of creativity and a lot of great live performances, says Chuck. Now, Chuck's known for being one of the first DJs to play hip-hop music in Japan. Artists such as Busta Rhymes, A Tribe Called Quest, and Run DMC became known in Japan as a result. out in 1996, Chuck was responsible for helping to break DMX onto the scene by playing his single, Get At Me Dog. Now, 1985, UTFO, leader of the pack. Now this comes from an article that was written by Rob Swift called 
the evolution of scratch music in the 1980s. Mixmaster Ice, because of him, the classic ah sound is to a DJ what a piano note is to a pianist. What I mean is that since Mixmaster Ice, the manipulation of the ah is our way of assessing how extensive a DJ's scratch vocabulary is. As for Mixmaster Ice, his scratch vocabulary was as extensive as it got for 1985. According to the Wikipedia article for UTFO, the group consisted of Kangle Kid, Educated Rapper, Dr. Ice, and Mixmaster Ice. The group's best-known single is, of course, Roxanne Roxanne, a widely acclaimed hip-hop classic which created a sensation on the hip-hop scene soon after it was released and inspired a record high of 25 answer records in a single year, which they referred to as the Roxanne Wars. They estimate that they ultimately spawned over 100 of those answer records. And they mentioned that the most notable remake was done by Marley Mall's protege, Roxanne Shante, which led to hip-hop's first rap beef. Moving on to 1986, Schoolie D featuring DJ QST, and this is a remix of the track called Maniac. <laughs> from a 1986 promo record and the other side featured Gangster Boogie. Man, just listen to how clean some of these cuts are. Just really impressive for 1986. Cool, 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 cool. 
All right, moving on to 1987, this is Sir Mix-A-Lot, and the track's called Electro Scratch. This track features Kid Sensation on the vocoder and beatboxing. Sir Mix-A-Lot was born Anthony Ray. He's 54 and he's been producing, rapping, and DJing since 1983. Of course, he's most known for Baby Got Back, but many aren't aware that he's actually a pretty wicked DJ in his own right. As of July of 2016, Sir Mix-A-Lot has his own radio show in Fresno. He owns multiple residencies in his native Pacific Northwest, where he continues performing at local venues in the neighborhoods where he grew up. Moving on to 1988, this is a group from the UK called Hijack, and the track's called Doomsday of Rap. Oh, <laughs> 
Now, from their own website, hijacktheterroristgroup.com, it says, Hijack the Terrorist Group was formed in the mid-'80s, signed to the Music of Life, and released Style Wars and Hold No Hostage. Both records were to change the sound of hip-hop. We are credited as inventors of Britcore. At this time, we probably had two of the best DJs in the world on wax, who invented numerous scratch styles that would go on to influence DJs such as Qbert. In the critically acclaimed film on DJing, Scratch, you'll not only hear music by our crew in the form of Airwave Hijack, but you'll hear DJ Qbert acknowledge DJs Undercover and Supreme as direct influences on his style. Interesting note, Ice-T eventually signed the group to his own Rhyme Syndicate label, where they recorded the single The Bad Man is Robin, which reached the UK singles chart at number 56. All right, rounding out the decade, we're going to go to 1989 with a track by Gangstar, and it's a remix of Words I Manifest. direct quote from DJ Premier. The remix was way better. When we did the original, I was still not that good at making beats yet. I remember Marley Marl was the first person I played it for, and he even said, I'm going to play it and open the show Friday with it. And then Pete Rock played it, and I was like, oh, we're in, we're in. Then Wild Pitch Records was like, we need to shoot a video for it, but we need more energy. So they asked if we could do a newer version. Then that's when we said, let's speed it up. We took the same elements and relayed them to a better drum pattern. It happened to work, and that became my first hit. From there, the video was shot, and then we just started getting shows left and right. Think for a moment, okay? And then sway. Well, I can make that we must do away. With all the stress and the strife, so God bless your life. Use kindness and never blindness. And you will find that this perspective is best. Check it out. These are the words that I manifest. I'm at the best. Take me to the one that I'm out of bed. Take me to the one that I'm out of bed. Take me to the one that I'm out of bed. Take me to the one that I'm out of bed. Take me to the one that I'm out of bed. Take me to the one that I'm out of bed. Take me to the one that I'm
seem very ignorant. That's what's significant. I guess you figured it. Hope to be dope as me. I gee you flee. Because the press is too much for you. I'm your professor. I got the touch to do more than the rest. Confess and can't compete. I'm Ely, I'll defeat. Dealy and mystery. Convince me of other fools. Cause I'm the brother who'll snatch up the funds and make lonely ones. I meant it really. Cause I'm clearly obsessed and I. These are the words that I manifest. I manifest. Alright, that brings us through the full decade, and I wanted to round out the show with the winning 1985 DMC champion mix. This was by Roger Johnson, and this was the very, very first DMC championship. It was held in London, and I believe it was March of 1985. And uh, Roger Johnson uh, put together this really surprisingly brilliant technical mix. Um, in my opinion, it was really ahead of its time. Uh, starting in the next year when it became a world championship rather than just in the UK uh, in 86, it would become a lot more scratch-oriented, but this particular mix set the precedent for the decades of championships to follow. Now, uh, I'm going to post a link to the full mix uh, to YouTube in the show notes for this episode. Um, I'd didn't want to play the whole thing because uh, I didn't want to upset them for copyright reasons. I didn't figure that they would mind too much if we played some of it and linked to it. It's got about 16,000 views, so maybe we can get them some more views. If you want to hear the second half of this mix, click the link in the show notes and you can listen to the whole thing. But just check out this mix, at least the first half. It's pretty awesome to hear you know, how precise and technical and uh, musical that it was for such an early time in scratching. So check it out. We're going to send out to this. Thank you so much. This has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. Well, the first thing I want to say is mandate my ass.
DJs, they concentrated their efforts on the tone arm. It would be totally sloppy offbeat, and I've seen a lot of that. I knew there has to be a better way. And after trying many different things, I placed my fingers on the vinyl. I let it go, stopped it. Let it go, stop it. 
said to myself, I have absolute control of the record. But the taboo thing was you're not supposed to touch the middle of the vinyl. DJs are going to hate you. People are going to hate you. You're going to ruin these records. I decided that this was the only way 